Talking Dicks, November 18th, Volume 158, in a new studio here. I'm Al Romas in Tampa, Florida. That's Elder Charm Studio City, California. Thanksgiving week-ish sort of thing. It's the holidays. How are you today, Alfredo? Ow, I burned my, my finger on the flame from the fireplace in the back, in the foreground, the background, the background. I guess that's background. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing yeah. well, man. I'm doing well. I'm very excited. Uh, this is th- this time hmm. of year is very exciting for me because I like is to. Um, yeah, I like to I like to mount and baste my turkey. There we go. How do you mount a turkey? I've based. I, the whole thing is kind of weird. Basting. Even that word seems. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be. You shouldn't use the word basting with food. Basting, yeah. I mean, let me ask you something about a turkey since you just brought that up. Do you stuff the turkey? Don't go blue. Do you stuff the turkey <laughs> beforehand or do you make stuffing and then set it aside? You know what I mean? Like, do you cook the stuffing in the bird? In I, the I, know oven? What, I know what you mean. Okay. It's not a you single answer. No, well, you look confused. It, well, there's two answers and I didn't know which order I wanted to do. I've done both. <laughs> I've gone both hey ways. Hey, now, Dorothy. <laughs> I still managed to go blue. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've done both. They say that if you stuff it, you uh you have when you take it out, you gotta be careful of the bacteria buildup. Right. Is that a folk tale or is that real? No, I think that's real. And I think it's a little I always thought it's a little disgusting to stuff it and then cook it and uh and eat it out of the bird right now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you caught yourself. The whole turkey thing is, 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 is fucking blue. Let's be honest. And uh, no, I like it on the side. Um, you know, not in the bird. Let's just. Uh, you don't like to, you don't it like to scoop it out. I think you're supposed no. to scoop it out before the bird is finished cooking. Mm. And then mm. it kills the rest of the bacteria if there's any in, in between. But you're the not supposed thing to, is you're not supposed to store gross. it. You're not supposed to store it in the fridge with stuffing in it. You're supposed to remove that. Right. I know that. Yeah, that's the whole the thing is kind of gross, really, when you think, you know, the innards, that bag with the fucking innards and shit. It's like a morgue, right? It's, it's like a, after of... it's after a motorcycle accident. You're you know, the the they have to kind of reassemble. Yeah, and you got to stick the thing in the sink and clean it off forever in cold water. It's a lot of work for nothing. It's not that great. I mean, the rest of the year, we never eat turkey. Does anybody, you know, go to a restaurant, order turkey? Sometimes, if it's available. A restaurant? If if it's a fresh turkey in July, and they say, they'll say, like, Thanksgiving, all the fixings, sometimes you come across it. And you've done that. And I... Oh, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's one of my favorite meals. That's why the cranberry, the stuffing. One of my favorite meals or, or, or snack is the Cape Codder sandwich, which is available on is. Cape Cod, Massachusetts. It's roasted turkey sliced with cranberry and stuffing on a, a bulky roll with mayo. And it is sensational. And that's not anything to do with Tom. Is that named after Tom Cotter? What is that? What's the relationship there? Cape Codder. C-O-D-D. Yeah. Oh, it sounded like with your accent. Cod. Yeah, with the accent. Like Cotter. 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 We're Tom going to Cotter. Cape Cod. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cotter. Yeah. C-O-T-T-E-R. Mm-hmm. Cotter. Okay. 
and mm-hmm. then Cape Carter. Gotcha. Cape, Cape Carter, basically. Do you uh, do you go cranberries out of the can, or do you uh, go another way with that? You Usually, like the can, yeah. The whole thing, yeah. But I, but I, I chop it up so it doesn't have the ridges from the can. Oh, you gotta have the ridges, man. <laughs> got the ridges. <laughs> you like that? It's like well, ribs. I like it. It's like the ribs. I like it. I like it rib for my pleasure. You know That's what I mean? What I wear a condom. I wear the rib condom inside out. Right. You so. stuff yourself. Hey now, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about Thanksgiving. You know, she's gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> What's wrong with you? I haven't heard you. I have never heard you say "girlfriend" until we recently in the last. Well, I haven't had month or so. No, I I know. I haven't had a girlfriend. I know. Um, But that tub uh, size of uh, Vaseline came in handy. (laughs) (laughs) Batman. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what's happening. Anyway. Uh, she does not, she's not a canned cranberry fan. So she likes cranberry, but she's like, oh, I do it this way. And that. I'm like, well, you can get jarred. Like a, I'm getting a can of cranberry. God damn it. I'm getting the, be... I'm getting ocean spray. Cranberry. In the can. I like it in the can. I'm white trash. And that brings right. me back. It brings me back to yes. the days when I didn't know I was white trash. And I just right. thought this is normal. Yeah. People act and behave to one another. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything wrong with dumping a can of cranberry out and uh, putting it on our plate. I don't know if that's Get your freaking elbows off the table. What do you what do you live in a guy? What do you live outdoors? Wow. Sorry, that's in Just, New England. New that England was Thanksgiving thing. at the Ducharme Thanks- House. Oh, <laughs> sounds delightful. <laughs> no wonder you're on a ship for Thanksgiving alone. You're mm. fucking traumatized. <laughs> Holy shit. That sounds um, Hello, this is your captain. I want to wish oh, you all a God. very, exactly. very delightful. What did the Americans call this? Yeah, the giving of the thanks. Isn't it Native American Day? I think that's what we're changing it to. To be politically correct, I think Thanksgiving is going to be on the way out, and it's going to become Native American Day or something. I'm moving that's to happening. Canada to share. To share. She's going to Canada. No, she said she was moving to, to Canada. Oh. Trump got elected and she stayed. They all stay. They all stay. And she she's has been 50, on a farewell has... tour for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? All these. I, I know these girls who like they, they were like 10 years ago. They were like, we're taking a trip to Vegas. It's Cher's last concert. And then they go. And then a year later, Cher's back again on tour. You know, so she's yeah. like the Rolling Stones and never going to quit. If I can turn back time. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Hey, you know what I did today? Oh, please tell us. Well, that's the whole point of the podcast. I uh, went to it. I had a physical. <laughs> I had a physical today. I had the oh, you, you had to, full. You got the. <laughs> had a little well, yeah, my, do- my doctor, as we discussed in the last one, I have a little Indian doctor woman. She's great. And Native American? Not Native. No, Dot. Dot Indian, not not native. Dot. Hello, you know, Mr. Romus. Yes. Now, yes. is that racist? Me doing an accent? I hope so. I hope it is. I'm not sure 
how that works any i don't know what is racist anymore to be honest no, I, don't. I don't know what the fuck to say i don't know so i mean we're the me and you we're white middle-aged guy we're the most hated people on the planet right now everything you, we say is wrong it so, took it took us you know. a long time to get here and I'm, I'm pretty proud of what the middle-aged white male has been able to do to the world and i'm i'm, I'm proud to be a part of it me too they, god damn it this entangled sure. mess and we're even worse because we're white middle-aged comics we're yeah. like the most hated group we've done everything wrong we've treated everyone poorly you know all our comedy is racist and uh, uh you know wrong everything we do so fuck it just continue the way but here's doing. the thing mm. of all of that mm. you and i actually are not we're we're actually the opposite of that because we're funny nice guys that have mm -hmm. been doing it for 30 years yeah making a living at comedy is not a not an easy thing to nope. you know all these young guys are like i'm a comedian it's like you're not a comedian you haven't made a living doing comedy you have four roommates yeah. or right. you or you live with your parents yeah and you have a you have a day job a full job i mean you know so it's not you're not a comedian comedian is when you've done it for years as your sole income and there's a select group of those guys i mean there's mm -hmm. not there's not like people go there's thousands of comedians there aren't really thousands of comedians who've done what you me tom cotter people like that have done for 30 no, years th there's hundreds of comedians that have been able to quit their job mm -hmm. and do this for a decade or longer there's hundreds of us there's thousands tens of thousands of people who dabble in their comedy they're dabbles a hobby dabble. or hey i have this gig but uh mm -hmm. can i go on first because i have to uh i have to right. get up at 6 a.m right to get to the hospital yeah put my scrubs on yeah well i remember working <clears throat> with vic dibatetto years ago and he always had a he'd be like can i go first because he had his sanitation business mm -hmm. i mean he's been a comic forever he, he was a real comic but he would have a sanitation yeah. business he had to get up at four in the morning and get on his truck and uh, pick up garbage, you know, because he had a wife, a couple kids, and but he's a guy like that's an we had him on the pod. If you want to check it out, folks, it's on uh, patreon.com slash the two dicks and the milk and uh, bread guy, the milk and bread the milk guy. and bread guy over and 20 million story. views, over 20 million views every year, and there'll be 23 million after this winter, you know, because mm -hmm. every every snowstorm he, he hits again. But he tells the story of doing that. And uh, he had a sanitation business. And yet he was still comedy every night. Long Island, New Jersey, Connecticut, didn't matter. And then he'd get home and get up at 4 a.m. and get on the garbage truck and roll. So, I had a lot, of, a lot of respect for the dude. Uh, mm -hmm. And he would come into Dangerfields. He would just he would come to Dangerfields every few months because he was doing these other gigs. It was just to show face, let, let people know that he was still around. And he would go in there and destroy <laughs> right right and then just go home just go yeah home. He, he, well, told I, the, he told the story about how he auditioned for danger fields he had his garbage right. uh business and he yeah. pulled up in front of danger fields with his garbage <laughs> truck with new jersey plates yeah and told told tony he goes i'll i'll take out all your trash if you give me some stage <laughs> let me audition for you yeah and he killed and he said, okay, you're in the club. Yeah. I'm, I'm, had, that's, uh, that's the abbreviated version. I had some drinks last night with our friend uh, Helen Keeney and her husband and my Eddie. girlfriend, 
and uh, we were talking about the difference of those kind of comics, like, you know, the New York City comic, it's like kind of leans against the wall and mm-hmm. just kind of talks slowly. And, you know, he's funny. And then the Long Island, Staten Island, the uh, called the Huffer and Puffer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That guy, Joey Cola, Vic DiBattetto, mm-hmm. you know, where you just they don't give you a fucking breath. I mean, you're mm-hmm. going to they kill. And uh, and then everyone how like they some, you know, people like that style better or that style. But and how city comics look down on road comics back in the day. I don't know if it's the same now. But you know what I mean? They'd look down. And meanwhile, those road mm-hmm. comics were killers. Yeah, they were killers. You city comics go out west, Midwest and things thinking they're going to headline. If you f- go into one of in those clubs and have that middle act who lives in his car or drives around, you're not following that guy. You know what I mean? Those guys were yeah, killer. He, comics. he has sharpened tools. Uh, his his quiver is full of arrows. He's you got to remember, he's out there doing 45 minutes to an hour, five mm-hmm. days a week. Mm-hmm. And in the cities, you know, you're trying to get these eight, 10, maybe 15 spots. minute spots. Yeah, you're doing spots. And they're meandering and working out their material and storytelling. Whereas these guys are trying to get to the headlining spot to make mm-hmm. a living at it, yeah. get the respect. And then they come into the city and they tell them, okay, you got 10 minutes. And they've got an hour of material that's killer. Right. So they right. condense it. And it's it's that, you know, high energy and they destroy and they go who is that guy who is that masked man right but it was that's the uh and that's the goal two of those guys on the road they want to destroy the out-of-town headliner you know you want to you want to just go up on stage blow him away if you're featuring uh, yeah if you're featuring if you're featuring i remember the story with tim allen when uh tim allen was just about to become known but he was at the uh, comedy castle in uh, michigan and the middle act went on and destroyed. It was a road guy and Tim mm-hmm. was from there. But anyway, he destroyed the MC went up. And the, so the middle act comes back into the green room and uh, he's feeling good. You know, he's like, he yeah. just killed. And Grand Tim slam. Allen looks at him. He goes, how you doing? You feel good? And the guy's like, yeah, I fucking killed. And he goes, that's great. He goes, in three minutes, they're not even going to remember you were up there. <laughs> and he walked up. <laughs> like, so, there, there yeah, well, I, I'm sure he, he did well, but it, it is the headliner's job to go up there and knock it out of the park. But as you know, every once in a while, you get the local guy who's trying oh. to headline and yeah. he does all the local humor, yes. all the names of the car dealership and the local commercials, the radio guy, yeah. whoever he is, and destroys. Oh, yeah. And then the headliner, who's very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, goes up, does okay, and yeah. then pe- people say, "Oh my God, that that local guy Charlie was hysterical. He was exactly. funnier than the headliner." Meanwhile, right. it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it throws the show yeah. off. It's not a good right. thing. It's not. A it's good not thing. supposed to be. I mean, the 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 show should be a, a a ladder of funny, better, best. You're not supposed to try to destroy. There were club owners I remember on the road who would get mad. I remember when I was a middle act trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I was at a club somewhere and it was like a Thursday night. And I, I had just a great set. I had my real 25, 30 minutes down, like killer. And the uh, headliner was an out of town guy and he, he struggled. And the owner pulled me aside. He goes, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to bury my headline? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. fuck you doing? Like, yeah. I go, I don't know. I'm trying to just get to be a headliner. He's like, not here. He goes, I need you to set the show pull, up for him. Pull back. Like, take your foot off the pedal. You know, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah I've been which, in all you know, these situations. Uh, is a weird mind fuck because you don't, yeah. your mindset is I, I want a headline and I want to kill. And then here's the guy going, well, take it down a notch. I want my headliner to shine. And then you go, well, it's right, conflicting because when I was younger, I've similar situation. And then I would actually, oh, I'm working with so-and-so. Oh, they're, they're actually a funny act. Great person. I'm not yeah. going to try to, I'm not going to try to blow them off the stage, but that's our job is to get the headliner spot. Of course. Of course. So, but when you're in the headliner spot and that guy is trying to blow yeah. you off oh, stage, fuck him. it's annoying. <laughs> Eric Myers comes to mind. That guy would middle sometimes when I'd get to a club years ago. Eric mm-hmm. Myers, who passed away tragically last year, he was hit by a car in, I think, Texas. And uh, but just one of the funniest guys. If you ever new to this podcast and you ever heard us talk about him, go to YouTube. Check mm-hmm. out Eric Myers. E-R-I-K, Eric. And uh, but when I walked in a club, though, and saw Eric Myers was the middle act, I was like, fuck, fuck me. me. He didn't know how to take the foot off. But he couldn't. <laughs> he just went up and destroyed. He was doing then, his own thing, too. Yeah. Oh, but that's God, a bad booker. That's terrible. if you're not familiar with the act, <laughs> don't book them. Look right. at their tape. Look at their link. I said tape. I went way back. But look at their link. Tape. Check their material out. And if you've yeah. hired them before, then close them. Yeah. You know, so there it's, it's, I had a, I had a club owner. Uh, he was pissed off because the guy wanted more money. The closer wanted more money. I was featuring and he would do this. He would, he would he'd go, I was supposed to do uh, 20 or 25. He goes, Hey, listen, I want you to do 35 minutes. I'm like, what? what? He goes, yeah, I want you to do 35 minutes. This is the guy who's paying me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, uh, did you talk to so-and-so? He goes, I I own the club. I pay mm-hmm. you. You do 35 minutes. And it, it was it was that period where I was just starting to uh, headline at other clubs. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had the goods. And I went up and I went, you know, I went to the green room, which I shouldn't have done. I should have ran outside the building. And he goes, What the fuck are you doing? You went way over. And the fucking guy is in my face. Yeah. I'm like, uh, the owner. Mike said to, he said right. that to do 35. Fuck you. Fuck you. You went. <laughs> well, yeah. And, I, was, and yeah. I had two more shows to do with the guy. Yeah. And the guy, he was using me as a pawn to fuck with this guy's head so he could knock his money down if he wanted to come back. It's funny how that situation, I've had that exact, like, that is so common, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, you think, oh, that's a common scenario. You know, these club owners, and they want to do that with the middle X. So it goes the other way too. Mm-hmm. you get the club owner telling you, take your foot off the gas. I want him to look good. And then the other version of it is fucking bury him because mm-hmm. he wants too much money. I want to show him. He's not, he's Where not that good. Yeah. 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 Who was the comic? Do you remember the headliner? Do you remember the headliner of that story? No, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was a Boston guy. It may, it, may have, it may have been like a Mike Donovan who was very funny. One of my favorite. Oh, he's great. Comics. He's great. Know? Yeah. Great. Mike Donovan. Uh, it I may have been him. And I was so he just started to like me because you want those guys, yeah. those those big guns of Boston to like you when you're coming he up the like ranks. You. He doesn't and care then you. you're just feeling like, oh, I've done a few gigs with him. He's talking to me. He's yeah. yeah. He said, hey, I'll give you a tag for that joke. You know, stuff right. like that was happening. And all of a sudden. He feels like I fucked him. And yeah. I'm so I'm so sad. 
because yeah. I won the guy's respect. And now it's uh we're good now. We're good now. He, I, I explained to him, I said, Hey, this guy was a total dick. Yeah. He, he, he told it. me, he goes, don't worry. He said, don't worry. I'll speak to him. And he didn't, he did of that course. to you on purpose. Right. Because you asked for an extra hundred bucks a show because you're worth it. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah. He's hilarious. I remember working with him a lot in uh, Atlantic city, the comedy stop. Oh yeah. Great. And, uh, some of those bits, man, he had baseball, those baseball oh. guys describing, you know, the, the different uh, home run Jack. This one's a Jack and uh, Sack and Fly. How, yeah, it's hilarious. Sounds like something that lands in your balls at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Sack Fly. Mike Donovan. Folks. Mike Check Donovan. him out. Oh, Check out hysterical. These. these are great comics that people, the average joe doesn't know and then you could go on youtube and see these people and uh, or see them in person but jesus they're these are legendary comics you know yeah. they're just not name comics but it doesn't mean anything these are these are really strong guys been doing it forever and just hilarious again so, there's uh, not thousands of them there's like no those no. guys there's only like a hundred left on the planet so if you get yeah. a chance to see them live go You'll go be disappointed. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Don no Gavin walk in there. You're going to fucking laugh your ass off. That's guaranteed. Mike you MacDonald, know. the Boston guy. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. there's there's a there's a lot out of the Northeast, Long Island as well. You know, part of the Northeast, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. J J our buddy, Joey Cola. How great is he? These are killers. Yeah. They're just killers. Helen and I were talking about it last night when uh, we were having some uh, some drinks, just those killer comics that uh you know people really don't know but they're just the type huffers and puffers you know they blow the roof off mm -hmm. and uh they leave nothing they don't let you breathe you know and those kind of and you remember what starting and you're watching those guys going well how the fuck am i gonna do this i can't mm -hmm. do that i can't get those kind of laughs but they were also doing it 10 years when we started they were already vets you know yeah so just takes time folks takes time Hey, did you want to, did you have anything else to talk about your physical? Well, I, uh, so yeah, it was all good. You know, it was very good physical and, uh, you know, happy, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, Hey, are we doing the, uh, we doing the finger? And she's like, uh, no, we don't have to do that anymore. We have a blood test now. And you went, you're fired. I go, yeah, I go, Hey, I drove here and, uh, let's go. I need a little I, action. So, I want my money's worth. I want my co copay worth. Hey, now I said, spit on me and call me a slut. Well, that finger goes in. The help, help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you like the Indian girl, eh? Oh, she's yeah. I mean, after after big fat Boston guy, hell yeah, she's great. Oh, sausage yeah. finger guy, yeah. And she's young, so she looks at her computer and doesn't. There's not a lot of. She just goes, oh, I'll say something. She just types it in, and uh, you know, it's not a small talky kind of bullshit. We get down to business, and uh, and then I leave. And the office, the other guy would get there for a one o'clock appointment. I'd I'd be seen at one forty five. Yep. And then I'd sit in the room alone for. 30 minutes. I mean, this right. guy was, she's like, you know, let's go. We're, oh, we're really? This along. Yeah. My, my guy's old school like that. And he's uh, got a waiting list, a waiting list of people that his name is Karashi. He's a Karashi. Canadian Muslim. Karashi. And he has this mm. Japanese sounding name, Dr. Yeah. Karashi. And uh, yeah. he was my doctor first. And then my wife muscled in on that. And now she's like, I love him so much. Well, why do you make uh, that face? You don't want your wife sharing your doctors that you, yeah, you seem annoyed by it's that. It's kind of weird. Why? And then, he, and then he offered to. Has uh, he seen her naked? 
Yeah, and he offered to <laughs> he offered to give her it a pap smear. Hey now. He offered he said, I can give you your pap smear here. She's like, no. Because she prefers a lady doctor oh, for that uh, for the lady thing. He goes, What it's no big thing. He goes, I'm a doctor. And I right. go, He's is he using that line on YouTube, Bernie? Because he uses that on me when he sticks his uh, finger in my ass. I'm a doctor. <laughs> then I find out he's the custodian. Oh Jesus. What? He's like my doctor. <laughs> Clean up today. aisle seven. Yeah, I thought it was weird when she told me I need to stop masturbating. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> I said, why? She said, I need to finish this physical. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> I love that joke. When you, tell, when you tell a civilian, a mm. non-comic, that joke, mm. that that's it. That's the joke they're telling for the next five years. That's... <laughs> well, even as comics, we're telling it. I know. <laughs> it's it's a... still fucking great. I have it's certain tell jokes. Him, tell him. Tell Steve that joke you told me last, last season. Whatever. Most most regular jokes, I'm not that big a fan of. But some of those like that, I, I still love the uh, the one with the guy, you know, like in Atlantic City outside the casino. And he's asking for money. You know, and he goes, uh, hey, you got any money? You can help me out. And the guy walks past and goes, well, I would give you money, but you're just going to gamble it. And the guy goes, no, I have gambling money. You know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, that, those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. beautiful. Uh -huh. And Frank Santarelli, our, our friend, Frank Santarelli, comedian, another uh, originally from Cleveland, oh, but uh, killer really got his. Uh, uh, comedy stylings in boston uh, and on the podcast a few, and on the podcast know, and in an episode ago. and in an episode of the two dicks oh hilarious and hilarious so, really. so great yeah but frank says he he he'll tell in addition to his regular comedy act he'll do like a bar joke section mm -hmm. he's going to tell you some real quick jokes and he's a very good storyteller and joke teller uh it, not like norm mcdonald not, not mm. like the McDonald's or McDonald. I get those two confused. Well, Nor um, Letterman always said McDonald, but, but it's it was McDonald's. really Norm McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And there was a Canadian. Norm. Mike McDonald. Oh, Mike Donald. And then there's the a Canadian. Boston Mike. Right. McDonald. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's really confusing. And the Canadian guy is like the king of Canada. I mean, he passed away, but yeah, he was he like away. they. He was like an unknown outside of Canada, but in Canada, he's revered. Yeah, I mean, he's like the top comic. One uh, of the original in America, it didn't why. happen. It didn't happen nope. for him here, where Norm, it hit. You know, it happened for him. Yep. You know, and then there was another guy in Canada, Eric uh, Tunney, which most people don't know, and he was set up to be like Norm. He he was fantastic. I worked with him in Toronto. He came to L.A. And then remember when uh, Bob Costas had the later show? Right. And then Bob quit and they were high. They were auditioning people to be the host. And Tunney did an audition for it, which is on YouTube. Um, didn't get it, but he's he's perfect. He's a tall, good looking guy. Hilarious. And anyway, didn't get it. And then about a year later, uh, committed suicide in Canada. But uh, he was like a guy who would have been like, you know, probably like mm -hmm. a norm level, mm -hmm. you know, but didn't happen or he thought it didn't happen. He didn't really give it much. He went back to Canada and, you know, blew his head off. 
So well, there was a lot going on that we didn't know about. Oh, I knew it all. No, there wasn't anything going on. Were you the trigger man? I was. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as I one of us, as soon as one of us starts to get a little serious, <laughs> the other one goes right in. <laughs> uh, well, I had to because he was middling for me, and I couldn't follow him. So I had a. I said, you know, if you want, I'll be happy to fucking kill you. And he said, uh, I'll meet do. you in the green room. You want yeah. to do it in the hotel or the green room? You, your choice. Green room, green room. You don't want to pay that uh, cleanup fee in the hotel. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, the the physical was good. I'm um, clean, clean. I think you know, seemingly good. So we'll see them in. We'll see her in another year. And so, uh, so what do you think about that? Hmm? What do you think about the blood test for? That's your prostate, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Because my doctor, I'm sure he's going to argue. Well, I put my finger or two fingers in and i measure it because mm. i'm i'm trained to know that it's about yeah. a, it's like a centimeter thing yeah and versus drawing blood sending it out waiting for the results paying all that you've already paid for the exam mm-hmm. isn't it don't you have to pay another copay for the testing yeah but she's i don't know she seemed to think the blood test is a, a better way more you know well, because my, my doctor said that the colonoscopy now mm-hmm. you can do with a blood test. You don't need to oh. do the prep overnight. And if your insurance covers it, do it. But if it comes back false positive or positive, you got to right. get a colonoscopy, a regular one. And you got to do right. it's the drinking that gallon of green shit. I didn't mind that, though. I, I don't know. I kind of like getting cleaned out and then getting the propofol and being asleep for in a second and getting the colon and then going to a big breakfast. Cause I was empty. You did the, I didn't Michael, mind the whole, you did the Michael Jackson drug. I did the Jesus milk. Yeah. I had to pay extra for that because my insurance wouldn't what? cover it. The, it only covered twilight basically, oh. which is basically a shot of tequila. Go ahead. Yeah. Do it. Um, <laughs> but the the three, you have the three stooges uh, coverage. <laughs> Shot at the kill and a hit over the head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reduce that premium. Yeah. Uh, but then my last one, my insurance changed and it was, uh, I had to pay a little extra copay, but it was, it was fine. Oh. And I got well, the, how many uh, have you had? How many of these colonoscopies have you had? I get them every other month. Um, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Sometimes I get them at, uh, there's a place in Under Van a bridge. Nuys. Yeah, Van Nuys. It's actually behind an Arco station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, party at the, what was, uh, who was the, oh, Larry Reeb. Remember, another comic, remember Larry Reeb? Uncle Lair from Chicago? You, you familiar with him? Uncle uh, Lair? I, I know only the name. Never met, and I'm not familiar with his his whole thing. Larry Reeb, R E E B, from mm-hmm. Chicago, known as Uncle Lair. Uncle Lair, and because he would do a sick joke, and then he'd go, "That's a tip from your Uncle Lair." And uh, <laughs> he had a joke about the Shell station. I just remind me of Arco, so the Shell station. He does. He went to use the bathroom. They gave him a key with a fucking you know tire rim attached. Mm-hmm. Really, really, what are people going? Hey, party at the Shell dumper. I got the key. <laughs> I've heard variations of that. I'm sure he originated it. Though. Yeah, he's 
yeah, he's been around since the 60s or something. Yeah. But, uh, I love the dumper. That's a great the dumper. way to yeah. party at the shell dumper. <laughs> That's a tip from your uncle Lair. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many like when it, when a guy has an act like that, that he's from the 60s and 70s. And then all these new comedians come out in the 80s and 90s. All of a sudden they're doing variations of these. Right. Acts. That's why yeah. you said every joke has been done, you know, it's, part of it right well that's the thing yeah you're right and a lot of the comedians like they would have like where people jump on like even like someone like sebastian maniscalco people are like mm -hmm. oh he's great he's an italian guy yeah you ever hear of pat cooper yeah anyone pat cooper he's got 10 albums out from yeah. the 50s and 60s he pretty much covers everything sebastian's doing yeah you know without but it's, but it's a, delivery it's, right it's a right it's a new combo of influences and, and yeah. be honest with you, he's made it his own in, in that regard. It does still have a more of a modern flavor of him. But I mean, he's, he's no right. spring chicken either. He's no, like, he's been around. He's, yeah, he, he's in his late 40s, isn't he? At least. I remember him at 50? Side Splitters in Tampa 15 yeah. years ago, 20, you know, whatever yeah. it was. But, uh, you know, and then Dice put a thing up on Instagram. I was following Dice on Instagram and he wrote a thing. He was kind of pissed because he said Sebastian used to open for him for years. Yep. And he's like, I'm happy he's with his success, but you know, he's fucking doing my whole style now. Well, you that know. was the same thing with Paul Reiser and Richard Lewis. They mm -hmm. were neurotic who had it first. Neurotic Jews, who's doing it first? Who's and they were both coming up at the same time. Mm -hmm. and, but Reiser, you know, went a lot further with his uh, career with uh, Mad About You and movies. Well, different career. Richard Lewis was yeah. more stayed with stand-up perform yep. riser bailed on stand-up to do right. tv and movies which is fine and riser i mean uh, lewis was still you know a comedian and i remember comedians being annoyed because richard lewis would have his act all over the piano you know you have his act out there notes everything people were like that's fucked up you got to know your act you can't and then 10 years later all the old comics Janine Garofalo, their notes hbo special yeah everybody had their notes and all the purists you know, I'm well, I told Island you, Janine, we're, we're, we're annoyed. Janine you know? beat me in the Rhode Island beat comedy. You. Oh, yeah, the Showtime they, Rhode Island. She comedy. fucking hit the, beat the fuck out of you. Well, she which you know, she, she's 80 pounds. You gave me a prostate a exam. You know. No, she we, they had the Showtime funniest person in your state contest. And then you go on to right. the finals. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to win it all. The That's fix what, was in. It was all comedians. Ducharme's got this. He's got, oh my god! Everybody was like, "Oh, I don't even want to. I don't even want an audition." You know, all that. My head was inflated, and she was a Brown University, no Brown, no Pro, PC, but Providence College student, senior, and she came down, and she wrote all of her jokes on her wrists and her hands like she was a cutter. You know. Yeah. I think and she still does that. She would do the, she would do the setup and everything. Then she'd like look at, she pulled her sleeve down, and she started getting laughs. Mm -hmm. She was trying to do it like this, you know, like oh, I just yeah. And then all of a sudden, people realize, oh my god, she's right, she's writing her punchlines on her skin. All yeah. of a sudden, she starts working it. She's getting huge. She kills. Mm -hmm. And then she says, or I could do this punchline, and then so she destroyed and won and beat me mm -hmm. out. Yep. Yeah.
Well, what's wrong with that? Uh, nothing wrong with that. That's well, she style put her. Well, then she did when she got her HBO special. She walked up with her notebook and started yeah. doing that, flipping through. But I never understood the the anger of like I I was never that like you know what I mean like what's the big deal? What so she's reading her notes or someone's reading it? They, you know what I mean like comics were in up in arms with oh my god they don't know their act this is bullshit. I can see it's you like, doing that in a club. People do it now. Like, they have their phones yeah. or a list. I put notes on the on the the only thing about that it's kind of like a life jacket life preserver and it can throw your timing off. I think it's all right if it's your style. That's her style. I don't I don't like it like if you or I now brought notes up on no, stage. No, for open like mic. That wouldn't be our thing. Open mic. When was uh, the last open mic you were at? You've been on open well, mic in 20 years. In, in in these cities, these showcase clubs, you're you not really getting not. you're not getting paid much at all if anything and then you you go. You're supposed to be trying new material, and it. Sucks. When was the last it, time you were at a showcase club doing new material? Come on, when? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we work all the time, and when we're not working, we're out day drinking. So I would say know. pre-COVID in Los Angeles uh, at the Laugh Factory or um, uh, the Improv. I went up on a like a showcase night mm-hmm. and did a couple of your jokes. They went right mm-hmm. in the toilet, right in the toilet, right in the shitter, right, <laughs> right in the, in the crapper, shell dumper, right, right in the dumper, the shell dumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very yeah, hard to don't... commit. It's very hard to commit <laughs> when yeah. you go down there. You go, let me just try out some new material. No, and then all of a sudden, terrible. And then the yeah. all these new people are. are are doing well with their mm-hmm. because they have two minutes of funniness. Sure. They can't they can't go on the road or anything. They can't. But then the yeah. owner never comes in on a Tuesday. All of a sudden he shows up and right. <laughs> you abandon your you yeah. abandon your new material and go right. to the old shit oh, just yeah. because you want to do well. But then they and see I, then and then they're like, oh he's doing his old he's doing his act. <laughs> but even if it's a bar gig, if I take a bar gig during COVID, I was doing a lot of these things and I'd be like, well, in my head, I'm like, it's a bar gig. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do new material. I'm going to riff. I'm going to just. And then again, you follow two open micers and then you get up there and it's like and I start and I'm like not doing well. I'm like, fuck, I got to do because my the audience I want to kill here isn't smart enough to realize they're doing their best. Two right. jokes. And you're trying out two brand but it's not new their jokes. job either. The audience, they're there no. just to hear. So they they're, should... they're there to be entertained. Yes. Right. So, you know, they don't, they don't want to be there going, oh, this guy's going to do some new stuff. He has good stuff, but he's not going to do it for us. You know, I remember watching Seinfeld come in in New York City. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Well, I didn't call him Jerry. I called hmm. him Seinfeld. OK, his show is called Seinfeld. I don't know if you're I just want to clear that up for the listener. Maybe they didn't know who Seinfeld, you know, Jerry. Seinfeld. When he would come in to work out. Mm-hmm. This is after he's already famous, but he was doing like Fallon or something. He'd work on his five or six minutes. Yeah. But he would do 10 or 15 minutes or longer. Um, the jokes that he would throw away, he'd be like, nah, I'm getting rid of that one. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> let me have it. It was so funny. His garbage, right. his garbage jokes were great. He's going to be, he's going to be good someday. He's a good comic. I yeah, think. He's coming around. Well, you know, technician wise. He's right. really, he's got that shit down. 
Remember when people would say he were he writes eight hours a day, every day, Jerry Seinfeld gets up and just writes and writes. And then you, you just hear that and you feel like shit. Like I, I haven't written eight hours in a month. Holy shit. This guy's doing it every day. I gotta go, I'm, I'm looking at four to six months for eight hours. Yeah. And then, and then even then it's like mm. a minute makes it. I'm still working on the gut bit. I think it's going to be something someday, man. I'm telling it you. Is. Yeah, it someday. is. Yeah. Someday. Someday. Some guy 15 years from now is going to be doing it. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm an old man going, I had that bit back in the day. Back in the day. I had that first. Um, yeah. Well, we are, uh, again, we're deep into this uh, holiday season and we got uh, Thanksgiving. We're deep, buddy. Thanksgiving deep. coming up in about um, 12 days, is it? I don't know. I'm not doing the math. I think it's less. Today's the, uh, what was it? Monday. 18th, so, and then uh, don't forget Thanksgiving night. You got your efforts for family and you have your Beatles get back documentary starting three nights, two hours a night. The new Peter Jackson release of the uh, 60 hours of footage from the Let It Be sessions on Disney Plus, I believe. Now I'm but, required to watch. Or you can watch efforts for family. Oh! <laughs> Don't forget to review us and rate us. It really helps. The Talking Dicks became friends at a very young age, and the rest is history. I'm losing my mind. Patreon.com forward slash The Two Dicks, which is named after our web series. This is the Talking Dicks comedy podcast. Thanks for tuning in. What? Done. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. We'll fix it in post, you son of a bitch. Okay, sure. <laughs> Subscribe, mm, Mary. Patreon.com slash forward the two dicks. If you shoot me, you won't see a cent of that money. Why? I think it ends on that. That's that's beautiful. <laughs>